Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Uh, I don't know, when is this airing? This is probably like late January, early February. I'm recording this so many days and months before that. It's November 21st, 7.04 a.m. Word time. I predict I am, I'm not going to have a lot to say about a good chunk of these words because they are things that I don't know nothing about. Okay, we are starting with the synonym information for the word enter, which goes like this. Enter, penetrate, pierce, and probe mean to make way into something. All of those, you're going in from one, you're going into a thing. Enter, penetrate, pierce, and probe. Enter is the most general of these and may imply either going in or forcing a way in, as in entered the city in triumph. We stole your city. We are entering it. We are triumphant. Penetrate carries a strong implication of an impelling force or compelling power that achieves entrance, as in, the enemy penetrated the fortress. So the thing there is, uh, there's a force, a power, that's like, it's not just opening the door and walking in. No, no, no. This is, we are going to force our way in, take control, and penetrate. That word definitely has other feelings to it. Uh, The word pierce means an entering or cutting through with a sharp pointed instrument, as in, pierced the boil with a lancet. Boil, it's like a little bubbly, pimply thing that you can get on your skin and you want to get rid of it, I guess. Maybe you, you pierce it with a lancet. That's a sharp thing. Um, you can you can pierce non-physical things, uh, but it, it, it's, it's usually, we're talking about um, f- uh, things with a, sh- with a sharp here. I have a knife over here. That if, if I, I'm not going to pierce anything with this except maybe... Um, what am I going to pierce with this later? Probably not an apple. Um, let's maybe not wave the knife around. Let's put it back. Um, probe implies penetration to investigate or explore something hidden from sight or knowledge, as in probed the depths of the sea. We're going in to investigate. We're not. We're not forcing our way in to take control of the city or the fortress or whatever. We're going. We're not c- cutting anything with a sharp thing. No, we're going in to see what's going on inside. Um. Yeah, that's it for the word enter. And now I shall make a sound effect, which will go. Bleah. Next, we have the enter prefix, uh, but I think you would say enter or entero with an O. uh, And it means intestine, because they are on the inside of you. As in enteritis, which is, I think, in the next episode? Or is it in this episode? Or is it not in any episode? No, it's got to be in one of the episodes. Uh, what What is the word? Enteritis. Oh, yeah, it's coming up real soon. Uh, and enteritis. Yes, that's how you say it. And um, 
it's from the Greek word enteron, and there's more at the prefix inter with an I. Next is enteral. Enter with an A-L at the end. Uh, This is an adjective from 1903. The synonym is the word enteric, which is the next word. Enterally is an adverb. Enterally. So, what does enteric mean? Enteric. Adjective from 1833. So, enteric came first, and then enteral came next, 70 years later. Um, But it still, it looks like enteric was the one that kept, um, was more popular, more common to use, because enteral just sends you to enteric. So, what is it? Uh, Number one, of relating to or affecting the intestines. And yes, I think all the words in the rest of this episode and even into the next episode, uh, maybe half of those are going to be about the intestines because they're on the inside of your body. Uh, so, of relating and affecting the intestines, broadly, the synonym alimentary, A-L-I-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y, alimentary, something about the intestines. Two, being or having a coating designed to pass through the stomach unaltered and disintegrate in the intestines, as in the example, enteric aspirin. Uh, so yes, this aspirin is going to, uh, it's, it's got a coating on it, so it's going to stay solid until it gets into the stomach. Um, under, it's going to, oh, sorry, past the stomach. Oh, it's going to go past the stomach, so that's a real good hearty coating that it's got, but it's gradually disintegrating, and then it's going to get into your intestines. So it's an enteric aspirin because it is designed to hold its form, hold steady, until it gets into the intestines, which are a certain certain distance down your digestive system. Um, why? I don't know. There's something specific about this aspirin that you want it to go straight into your intestines and get absorbed there opposed to somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, next. Enteric fever. Enteric fever, noun from 1862. The synonyms are typhoid fever. Um, and then also paratyphoid. Typhoid fever and paratyphoid. And I don't know what typhoid is exactly. But I'm going to guess that it has something to do with the intestines because it's called also enteric fever. And we know anything enteric is related to the intestines. Like this next word. Enteritis. And this was the example in the enter prefix. Enteritis, noun from 1808. The, the, the plurals are enteritides or enteritises. Enteritises. Yep, either one. Okay, enteritis. Number one, inflammation of the intestines and especially of the human ilium the human ilium so not the ilium in the other things just the ilium 
in the humans. The human, uh, no, I did not mean to type that letter. Um, it's the the human ilium, the ilium human, the ilihuman, the ilihuman. Um, it is the third portion of the small intestine. Um, so it's, let's see, it looks like it's way, way down there. Um, probably, although now I see, I always get mixed up. Is it the small intestine first and then it goes to the large intestine? That's what it looks like. I think that's what it is. So it's, I think it's probably right before you start going into your large intestine. But anyway, the third portion of the small intestine between the jejunum and the cecum. And so, uh, when you have inflammation of that area or just the intestines in general, you got maybe some enteritis. Ooh, yeah, that does not sound good. I'm suspecting people with maybe Crohn's or colitis or other sort of things like that, they probably get some enteritis. Two, a disease of domestic animals marked by enteritis and diarrhea. Uh, so if your domestic animal maybe is having some diarrhea, they might have the enteritis. Uh, this, an example of one of these uh, uh, disease diseases would be... Oh, so interesting... The disease is called the enteritis, and the domestic animal could have enteritis as a symptom. The inflammation of the intestines would be the symptom and also the name of the thing. But a more specific name would be panleukopenia, which is in cats. So if your cat has panleukopenia, then it might be having some enteritis and its intestines are like, ooh, the cat is like, oh my God, my my intestines are really hurty right now. I gotta have some diarrhea. That's how the cat sound. Next is enterobacterium. Or no, maybe you would say enterobacterium. Entero, entero. I think either one is probably fine. Noun from circa 1951. Any of a family of gram-negative straight rod bacteria that ferment glucose and include saprophytes as well as some serious plant and animal pathogens. Yeah, uh, enterobacterial is an adjective. So, uh, examples of these straight rod bacteria would be salmonella, A. shigella, not heard of that one. It's A, the letter A, and then the next word is S-H-I-G-E-L-L-A. G-E-L-L-A. Uh, A, Shigella, and also E. coli. So those are all examples of gram-negative straight rod bacteria, um, and they would be of the family Entobacteriaceae. Uh, and so, yes, bacterium, they're going to probably be in your intestines. Uh, they ferment glucose, and uh, they do some damage. Uh, we have a couple of pictures of two of these, Entobacterium, uh, E. coli. That's the one I think most people are aware of. Uh, salmonella. Lots of us know about sal salmonella, too. Uh, so the pictures are, number one is the E. coli, and the main part of the body, um, it's sort of it's sort of cylindrical-shaped, with curved uh, front and curved back, and there's all these little hairs f coming off of it. It looks like they got a lot of spikes sticking out. Um, but then this one, so number two is Shigella, 
and it looks the same. It looks pretty much identical. Cylindr- cylindrical, lots of little hairs or spikies uh, coming off of it. And yep, that's that's what I'm seeing. But number one, the E. coli, in addition, also has these long strands coming off of it. It looks like some hair strands. How many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, it looks like. Uh, yeah, it looks like six of these in this specific picture. These long strands that are probably, let's see, in relation to the body, they're probably three to four times the length, maybe three to five times the length of the main body. So that is E. coli and Shigella. Shigella? I don't know how to say that word. But they make me go... (laughs) The next word is enterobiasis. This is a noun from circa 1927. Infestation with or disease caused... By pinworms. Nope, 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 please, no. Uh, they occur especially in children. Uh, the genus name is Enterobius. Um, and then often the species name, I guess the, maybe the mo- most common one, is Enterobius vermicularis. Uh, let's see, but, 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 but. The, the, the name is from the Greek enter, which we know is about the, the inside and the, the, the intestines. Um, and then also the word bios, which is mode of life. That's what it means. And, uh, mode of life. So they're alive in your intestines. And this freaks me the hell out. I have heard stories, at least one story of somebody who had this when they were a child and I'm like, it's like one of my freakouts. Um, okay, in that case, let's move on to enterochromaffin. Enterochromaffin. And I want to make sure, I'm, is it entero, entero? Again, I think either one is fine. Enterochromaffin, that part of the word is spelled C-H-R-O-M-A-F-F-I-N. Adjective from circa 1941, of or relating to epithelial cells of the intestinal mucosa that stain, especially with chromium salts, and usually contain serotonin. I got nothing. I got nothing for this. Intestinal mucosa. Okay, let's move on to... Enterococcus. Enterococcus. C-O-C-C-U-S. You know how to spell the first part of the word. This is a noun from uh, 1908. Any of a genus of gram-positive bacteria that resemble streptococci and were formerly classified with them, especially a bacterium normally present in the intestine. Oh, good. It's normally supposed to be there. So, you know what? You could stick around. Uh, All right. Let's see. So, the genus is Enterococcus. Same word. It's gram-positive bacteria. And I don't know what that means because we had earlier, we had in the Enterobacterium, those are gram-negative. And I, I, what, what's the, how do you, what's, is that, does it have negative weight? Is it negative grams? That doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make any sense to you? No. Okay. 
uh, there's some good reason for it. Maybe someday we'll learn about that. Um, let's see. So, formerly classified with the streptococci, so they're similar but different. Uh, the bacterium, especially the bacterium that's normally present in the intestine, is Enterococcus physalis. And I'm going to say that's how you say that word. Enterococcal, that is an adjective. Uh, the name, it's just from the genus name. Uh, I guess maybe because they're similar to streptococci, then they got the streptococcus suffix, and then they're enterococcus. Blech. Wow, wow, wow. Next is enterocel. Enterocel. E N T E R O C O E L E. Or you can take off the last E. This is a noun from 1877. A coelom originating by outgrowth from the Archenteron. Archenteron. Yep, I think that's how you say that word. That's not an F, it's a T. Okay. Uh, it's a coelom. Can't remember what that is. Wish I did. And it comes from Archenteron. Archenteron, not your Kenteron. Um, enterocelis. Enterocelis is an adjective, and enterocelic is also an adjective. Uh, okay, no etymology. We have now one more word. Entero, uh, enterocolitis. There we go. Enterocolitis. E-N-T-E-R-O-C-O-L-I-T-I-S. Noun from circa 1857. This is enteritis affecting both the large and small intestine. So that is some serious enteritis. It's going to affect your whole intestinal system, your enteral system, enteric system. Uh, and so um, try not to have any of that, please. And thank you. Um, oh, so good. We learned a lot about um, words related to the intestines, things that go into the intestines, and maybe they shouldn't be in the intestines, but some of them should be, and so good job on them. Uh, yeah, okay. How am I going to pick a word of the episode? I don't know a lot about these. I don't study them. I don't want them. And so what's going to be the word we had today? Enter, enter, enteral, enteric, enteric fever, Enteritis, enterobacterium, enterobiasis, enterochromophin, enterococcus, enterocele, and enterocolitis. Okay, I mean, other than the word enter, they were all about intestines, and I want to make sure my intestines stay nice and healthy, so I don't want any enteric fever, enteritis, enterobacterium, uh, what else don't I want? Oh, these enterobiases. Definitely don't want those enterobiases. Uh, enterochromophin, this one is, it's just relating to the cells in the intestinal mucosa of the stain. Uh, so that one seems okay, I guess. Enterococcus, uh, maybe some of them are fine and some of them are maybe not fine. Uh, enterocele, don't understand that one at all. And enterocolitis, also definitely something I don't want. Um, I guess let's just pick enteric. Enteric is a fine word of the episode, uh, just because it's about the intestines, right? 
relating, affecting the intestines, just in a general way. We're just going to talk about our intestines in a general way. I'm talking about my intestines. I'm talking about things that are enteric. Hey, yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Let's talk about a movie that I watched. Um, and I believe I left off with Sick. Sick. This movie is from uh, 2022, recent movie. Um, and it it's a pandemic movie. I don't think it was shot during the pandemic, but it's about the pandemic. Uh, two girls, two women, women, uh, go off to stay in a house during the pandemic from college. They're at college. They go to stay at a sick house. Man, that house is so sick, dude. And then some stuff happens. It's a it's a horror movie with some sort of comedy elements. Um, I like, in recent years, they've been bringing a lot more comedy elements into horror movies, uh, some horror movies at least, because I feel like it's, it's adding a little bit more of like a reality, like how people really talk. Um, and I just appreciate that level of things. So uh, yeah, if you like horror movies, maybe with a bit of... Uh, fun fun it's not like on the level of totally killer or anything like that but you know it's just a it's like it feels pretty pretty realistic in terms of how these people would be reacting in this situation from what i remember at least it's been weeks since i saw it uh yeah it was a fun movie um with with a sick house okay until next time this is spencer dispensing information goodbye <laughs>